When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. This is Doc Insider. Give it to He's got the first down. And go, Duck fans. Start celebrating. Oregon is the 2019 Pac-12 champion. The 2020 Rose Bowl champion. Richardson, another open three. Good. Dribbles and slams with the right hand. For the third time in the last five years, the Ducks are champions and now Pac-12 tournament champions. Welcome to Duck Insider. We're just getting started. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Thank you, and welcome to an Athletic Director Thursday, brought to you by Pepsi and locally owned Bigfoot Beverages. Go Ducks, drink Pepsi. We're going to talk with Deputy Athletic Director Eric Rodell coming up here shortly. I do want to begin today with a couple updates on the state of Oregon wildfires. Uh, there's many burning throughout the state. I understand that Governor Brown was holding a press conference this afternoon for some updates. And I just want to say again, thinking about all of those who have been affected by it, there's certainly those in the Oregon Athletic Department family that have been. I'm one of them. Uh, my wife and I actually evacuated our house last night. So 
I'm right there with all of you, and I'm thinking about all those fire crews that are out there battling all of these fires across the state. Uh, I think the best that we can do is say our thoughts and prayers are with you, and we're all in this together um, because, well, we've had to say that a few times over the course of this year around our community, and I also have to say that it's been pretty heartwarming to see the outreach of support for this community and from the community, which just brings, uh, I, I think, a lot of happy feelings to everybody. So for those of you that have been affected by it, we're thinking about you. The Ducks certainly have been affected by it. We're going to talk about that. Also on today's show, our latest question and answer segment uh, with Coach Keenan Wan and the Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling team. And the big news today, uh, Thomas Graham Jr. announcing that he is heading to the NFL. We've got some of the best highlights of Thomas Graham Jr. and his time with the Ducks. Uh, we're going to talk all about that coming up on Duck Insider today. Going to be a fun show. Uh, today, by the way, and maybe we'll begin with Deputy Athletic Director Eric Rodell with this. Did you know that it's a little bit of history making today uh, it's the first day ever that the nfl mlb nba wnba mls and nhl will all play on the same day so i feel like that's one of those accomplishments that isn't necessarily an accomplishment but it's one of those odd results of everything that's going on in the world um, and there's a lot of things that we could probably fit into that category an odd result of things that are going on in the world. One of those things is that we haven't talked to Deputy Athletic Dir Director Eric Rodell since, I believe, the first week of February, Eric. And so it's my pleasure to welcome Eric Rodell with us. Uh, he's joining us via Zoom, uh, looks like from the home office, which looks great behind you there, Eric. So well done. Thanks for joining us. Uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, Joey. It's been, it's been quite a six or seven months since we last caught up. And, uh, you know, it kind of feels like yesterday, yet also maybe two years ago that we were all in Las Vegas for the Pac-12 Men's Basketball Championship. And, uh, you know, kind of seeing that whirlwind of events unfold before us around the country and and jumping on planes back home. And you know, I remember, you know, calling Coach Waz. They were on their way uh, to the airport on the buses to go down and play UCLA in baseball and we had some other teams getting ready for Pac-12 play that weekend as well and it was all kind of surreal at the time and, and you felt like well how could this be and and here we are now with with all that's going on so yeah it's been it's been quite a time if I told you uh say the Thursday that this all happened when Pac-12 basketball tournament, all the basketball tournaments around the, the country got canceled. If I told you that afternoon that you and I would be talking on September 10th with everything that's happened since, I mean, what, what would your reaction have been? Unbelievable. Yeah. Would, would, wouldn't have believed it. Um, but, you know, we've, we've all collectively, you know, I feel like done everything we can to, to continue moving forward in spite of everything that's happened with, with the virus and, um, you know, just taking a, a step back for a minute, you know, sorry to hear about your evacuation, Joey. And, and again, our thoughts and prayers, you know, with everybody who's being impacted by these fires, it's, it's a horrible tragedy that's, that's going on around the state and really throughout the West. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody will stay safe. I appreciate that. So far, so good. Uh, you know, I can't say that it was the best sleep that I've had the last few days, uh, but there are people that are in a much worse situation than my wife and and I are in, and we're lucky to have some great people around us uh, that have helped us and given us a place to go with uh, everything going on. I appreciate that, though, Eric, and I, I, I echo those sentiments because 
Uh, I'm the son of a firefighter. My grandfather was in the forestry. My uncle was a firefighter. My other uncle was a firefighter. Um, I bucked the trend of the male McMurrays, apparently, in not becoming a firefighter. Um, but this is obviously something that's close to, to me and my family, and I'm always thinking about those crews that are out there battling this thing, and they're doing everything that they can. I know that. Um, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about that, Eric. I mean, the the irony here is that this is almost two years ago to the day that we were talking about an Oregon-Nebraska game that was being affected potentially by wildfires. I mean, the, the, the parallels are actually rather startling to me, Eric. I mean, has that kind of crossed your mind that, that if we were prepping for the Ohio State football game this weekend, it's very similar, really, to what I know you guys were all talking about inside the athletic department of how does the, the smoke and the wildfire affect a, a potential competition? Yeah, we've been in that situation or in that position a, a few times over the last five years. And uh, the, the Nebraska game in particular, I believe it was back in 2016. So four years ago. Um, maybe, no, 2017. I three believe. years ago. <laughs> yeah, three years. It split the difference. Um, the situation we're in right now, I believe, with the air quality and the things that are happening around us is is the worst one that we've faced. And yeah, if, if we'd gotten off to a normal start to the football season, who knows where we'd end up on Saturday with the air quality guidelines and, and putting the, the health and safety of certainly the student athletes and all of the, the fans that would have been in attendance at, at the forefront. So that would have presented some real challenges. That's presenting but, challenges too, Eric, I imagine just uh, with practice right now too and with, with individual workouts that can happen uh, per the, the latest NCAA guidelines. I mean, it's it, it, it does change things on a daily basis, doesn't it? Yeah, we've got guidelines that we follow and, and the Pac-12 has some, some air quality guidelines that, that we all follow and it's certainly having an impact on what our teams can do right now, but given that you know, we're, we're not competing at this point in the fall. You know, these are adjustments that we can more easily make. If, if we're in the middle of a competitive situation, it becomes much more challenging for our coaches and for our student athletes. But again, I think sports is something that you push to the side when you're dealing with something like this. And, you know, we just want to make sure that everybody in our community is healthy and safe and that we're taking care of those in need. I appreciate that, uh, that sentiment. You know, it's, I've always said that, when sports is news, it's usually not a good thing. And then when there's such bad news that sports just has to go on the back burner, then it's really, really bad news. Um, and that, unfortunately, that's kind of the way that it's been. Uh, 2020 has not been a great year for, for a lot of things. Um, and particularly as we sit here and talk about sports, it does seem like it, it kind of gets pushed to the side. And I agree with you, Eric, uh, 100%. Eric Rodell joining us, Deputy Athletic Director for the Oregon Athletic Department. You know, Eric, I think that it's it's always interesting for me to ask, especially for, for someone like you, who you guys are, are going through so many different models and so many different scenarios, and most of which never see the light of day based on the, the current changing conditions. I mean, how, how would you summarize for fans the way that that, that that whole process has kind of gone from, I don't even know, financial projections, uh, what you're talking about for student-athletes and different plans, you know, just how would you characterize the, the way that that sort of affected your, your work and, and, and the life of student-athletes here over the last few months? Well, really going back to March 12th was that Thursday or, or you know whatever date yeah. that was we've been in constant planning mode and and it crosses a variety of levels we've had um, you know planning around returning to train 
for our student athletes and, and what does that look like and what are the, the medical protocols that we need to establish to make sure that everybody involved, the coaches, the staff, the student athletes are in a safe and healthy environment and, and the steps that we need to take to make sure that we can ensure that. So that took a lot of time over several months working with some of the top infectious disease professionals and, and doctors um, and getting input from administrators and from coaches. Uh, I feel like the PAC-12 managed that really well in terms of developing uh, a roadmap for all of, all of the 12 member schools to follow in terms of developing return to train protocols. So that took a lot of time and, and a huge effort from, from many on our staff to get to that point. So we've been really proud of what we've been able to accomplish so far with just getting back to, you know, practicing at some level. We still haven't cleared all the hurdles that we need to clear when it comes to how we practice, but, but to get back in the weight rooms, to get back into a physically distant situation where our student athletes can resume some level of athletic activities has been a, a really strong effort. And we continue to work with the conference, with the university, with our state and local health officials to, to continue to make progress to that front. There's another layer where we're talking about the return to events. Yeah. And what does that look like? What does uh, physically distanced Autzen Stadium look like? What does a physically distanced Matthew Knight Arena look like? Um, working again with campus, with our local and state health authorities, and following those, those orders that we all read about from, from the governor's office and how those apply then to us with our events. So that these have all been different stages of planning that we've had. And, and you touched on the operational piece, the, the, the financial impacts of the event cancellations going back to the NCAA basketball tournament last year and, and all the spring events that we would have anticipated having that got canceled. So, and, and then you, you kind of turn the page and move into FY21, which started July 1st. And obviously our budget and, and that of, most of the power five around the country is driven by multimedia rights revenues that you generate primarily through football and, and to a, to a degree basketball. So, you know, we've, we've, we're now in, in the stages of planning where the conference has taken a really hard look at what do potential, uh, you know, football season look like? What right. does, what does basketball look like? And, you know, you're reading about the NCAA football oversight committee recommendations and the basketball oversight committee recommendations. So these are things that we're knee deep in right now in, in trying to determine what the next steps are with football and basketball and, and then obviously all of our, our sports. So like you said, there's a lot of planning. There's a lot of contingencies. There's there's, it's very fluid on a daily basis, so we've had to be adaptable and flexible. Um, but, but one thing that's kind of been at the forefront the whole time is we're trying to preserve the health and safety of student-athletes first and make sure that's at the forefront and, and provide them with the best experience that we can. You know, Eric, you touched on a return to competition, which is what we're all hoping for. And I felt like last week a lot of good news coming from the Pac-12. How big of a deal is having rapid daily testing on-site 
on every campus around the conference. It seems like to me that that was the first really good news that we've had in in a while. And, and I guess it's it, it sounds like good progress. It's absolutely great progress in the, our conference, and in particular, Commissioner Scott did an outstanding job of of coming to that partnership. Now, you know, we've got to work with with the conference and with our health professionals on what the implementation of that testing looks like and how it impacts you know the, the various protocols now that we have in place but it's certainly a very positive step towards getting our student athletes back into their normal athletic routines i imagine that for like like, you, like us you're probably just monitoring as you said what's going on with the ncaa decisions that are going to be made could be made and you know, so many different ideas, Eric, are, are getting floated out there right now. I mean, I, for, for you guys sitting in, in in the corner office, as they say, you know, in the athletic administration, trying to figure out how that could affect your models and just all these unknowns. I mean, I, I guess the question that I have is how do you even go about starting to make those models right now? I mean, there's so many unknowns, so many different things getting floated around. How, how do you keep your head straight and how do you not spin around in circles? Because that's how I feel <laughs> trying to keep up with it all. Yeah, well, you I like to try to say that you take it one day at a time and you, you deal with the best information that you have. And, you know, using that, you, you go about developing the best plans and, and then you continue to, to make adjustments and tweaks as you go off of that information. So that's what we've tried to do. We've, we've tried not to get too high or too low, be steady, stay the course, make sure that our student athletes and our staff all know that we care We've had to make a lot of really difficult decisions, you know, over the last few months to try to maintain some level of financial stability within our department. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, that's going to continue for some time because the, the financial impacts of everything that's going on and in particular of not playing college football games is something that's going to, you know, put a really significant dent in our budget. And, and we're not alone in that. That's, that's something that schools around the country, even those that are playing, but that are not able to generate the game day revenues through tickets and concessions and all those sorts of things. So the whole college athletics kind of ecosystem is really being stressed right now financially. And we're going to, you know, do the best we can to continue to keep our program strong and, and, and be able to accelerate out of this when we have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I love that approach. You know, I was talking with Coach Crisball about that last Friday, Eric, and he said, you know, look, you, you either have two choices. You could just sit back and do nothing, or you do everything that you can to still be better when, when we come out of this. And, you know, I think we all know that at Oregon uh, there's, there's a certain level of expectation of excellence, and that's part of why we all love working here, and that's why everybody loves being a fan. And so I just I think that's a great perspective. Uh, I want to get a quick time out, Eric, if we could. Come back, spend a little more time talking with you. I, I'd like to actually check in on, on, on the sports that you supervise as well. You know, we talk so much about this big picture, but still got some student-athletes around and, and, and some little tennis to talk about. Uh, i got to ask you who's your pick to win the U.S. Open, Eric. So you gotta be you got to be thinking about that here before we, we come back. Uh, so Eric Rodell's joining us, uh, Deputy Athletic Director here at Oregon. It's Athletic Director Thursday, brought to you by Pepsi and locally owned Bigfoot Beverages. Go Ducks, drink Pepsi. We're back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. 
Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield IMG College. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll Hundo P. Always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. And Eric Rodell joining us for Athletic Director Thursday, brought to you by Pepsi and locally owned big beverages. Go Ducks. Drink Pepsi. Eric, you know, I want to ask you just, you touched on the financial stress and just, you know, the anxiety of kind of the unknown, I think, is a big part of of the college landscape. And I'm just curious, you know, how much are you talking to to your colleagues and and all these different ideas that are out there? I imagine that's got to be a big part of what, you and, and other senior administrators at Oregon are doing is, is kind of keeping in touch what, what the rest of the country is doing, right? There's got to be a lot of different ideas that are exchanging hands right now. Yeah, there's been an awful lot of that. And I, I'd actually say one of the benefits, if if you can look at it this way, or, or learning opportunities of all this is that, you know, we can do a lot better job of collaborating and communicating um, and, and certainly, I think we've all learned a little something about Zoom and some yeah. of the other technologies that are out there. But it's been kind of nice to to see some of my colleagues, both within the Pac-12 and around the country, on on a much more regular basis, using the technology and really, you know, just sharing and and learning from each other. And you know how you know one group of schools dealt with a certain situation, you know, or or you know tasked with with trying to figure out a, a certain challenge. So we, we've done a lot of that. I know all a bunch of my colleagues at Oregon have done the same. Um, you know, the PAC 12 has done a really good job of formulating subcommittees and working groups to tackle some of the challenges and the planning that we've had to do. I've been really fortunate to, to get to serve in the football working group and the men's basketball working group. So um, getting to see that, 
you know, those efforts and, and, and the planning and the discussions that are going into how we're going to uh, move forward from where we are and, and get to where our student athletes are able to fully practice and, and get into competition. So um, that's been great. I uh, serve on another Pac-12 group that, that's more looking at day-to-day -day operations and finances and those sorts of things. So, yeah, we've, we've learned a lot from each other. And, you know, we've, we've spent our fair amount of time on Zoom looking at others. Yeah, I think the Zoom fatigue is real for all of us. I feel it, you know. It's, uh, and especially, like, you know, normally, I've said this to a lot of, of guests on the show, Eric, like, normally you'd be sitting in the chair over here. We get to talk a little bit during the break. And, you know, it's kind of great for me. Like, that's when I get to catch up with people. But instead, it's, you know, sitting here on a – I'm staring at a, at a little tiny hole right there in my laptop, you know, to talk to you. It's a whole different whole different. Except world. it's kind of – it's kind of nice not wearing the headset. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing with that, I, I, I clean the headsets at the end of every week usually. is kind of like the routine for us here. And I was even thinking about that. Like, man, I, I got to be better at cleaning off all of our all of our headsets and, like, that's, you know, all these different things. And at the end of the day, it's probably a good idea anyway. <laughs> that's what I started telling myself is I agree. Uh, you know, the headsets are a little uh, – yeah, they're a little much. I'm I'm with you. Eric Rodell joining us, Deputy Athletic Director. Hey, how about uh, the two tennis squads, Eric? I, I just wanted to touch on on those with them because obviously their spring season getting cut short. Baseball as well getting cut short. But we haven't really talked to you a, a lot about uh, the tennis squads and, and kind of what what's ahead for, for, for those groups. Because I feel like, Eric, I mean, you know, we're seeing tennis, the U.S. Open, obviously, and golf in particular. Those feel like sports that, that maybe have the advantage because of the individual basis that, that they could probably perform pretty well and still do some training during a pandemic. What's the update on the tennis squads? Yeah, we our tennis student athletes, for the most part, have been home or in other parts of the country, if not the world, training uh, since school ended. And they're doing very well. You know, we've gotten really good feedback from, from our tennis student athletes. And now they're starting to trickle back in here to Eugene. Uh, it was really unfortunate for them and, and for all our spring sports that their seasons got cut short. Um, the women's program was, was in a really tough situation, if you recall. They, they had a bunch of injuries. They were having a hard time kind of filling out a full lineup, really, when, when all this happened. So. Um, I know they would have rather competed and fought their way through it, but but um, they're they're in a really good spot right now with where their roster's at, and and again the ability you know and, and the latitude from the NCAA to bring back our seniors was was really important, especially you know for for the spring sports and give them an opportunity to kind of finish the right way. Yeah. So we're excited about where the the women's roster is at, and and. Coach Courtney Nagel and, and Coach Robinson are doing a great job, and they're excited to hit the courts and, and get into practices. Now, from a competitive standpoint, uh, I believe our student-athletes will be able to have some level of competition unattached on their own, um, go out and play some individual events. So, yeah, it, tennis is a unique sport in that regard, and um, my boys, as you know, play a lot of tennis, and and they were actually competing around the state a fair amount this summer. So oh. it was it was kind of nice for them to be able to do something that they love to do, and and that that wasn't hampered too much by the pandemic. Uh, on the men's side, uh, similar situation. We've had guys all over the world, and you know they're starting to trickle back in. They were they had a really strong unit last spring, and I, I know they were bummed that the season got canceled the way it did but again the extended eligibility will be a, a huge benefit for them and they're excited about 
you know, where things are headed for, for this spring. Well, now I got to ask you, of course, about the U.S. Open, Eric. I mean, I know some of the I know some of the top names on the men's side aren't, aren't participating, but do you have picks for for the men's and and, and women's semifinals? Uh, they're in action. Yeah. So on the men's side, you've got Zverev and Carreno Busta, right? Yep. So I I think I'm going to go Carreno Busta there. Okay. Although Zverev can be tough. That's it's a 20 tough. to 5 upset right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm picking an upset. It's like picking a uh, 12 5 upset right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, you know, the lower half with Team and Medvedev is a tough match. I think the winner of that match will be the champion. Hmm. And I'll go Medvedev. Okay. He was right there last year, almost took out Nadal. I think this might be his year. All right. On the women's and, side, is uh, it going to be Serena? On the women's side, um, you've got Jen Brady playing – who's she playing in the upper half? Osaka. Osaka. So Jen Brady has her hands full with Osaka, but I'm going to go Brady. You know, she's a UCLA. Uh, I'm not sure if she graduated because I think she left early. Hopefully she graduated. But she's representing the Pac-12. That's she's, right. She's done a great job. She's playing really well. And then uh, Serena playing against Azarenka. I think Serena's got her hands full. It'd be a cool story for for Serena to win. Although the the beauty of that one is that either way, um, a mother will be advancing to the final of the U.S. Open. So we'll see what happens. I love it, uh, Eric Rodell, the the resident uh, tennis guru. Though I don't know if I've shown you this, Eric. So this was this was given to the set. I'm hoping temporarily because I don't want to be responsible for it by by Nils Shelander. I mean, that's quite the uh, that's quite the signature. So that's Federer, Nadal, McEnroe on a U.S. Open ball that uh, that Coach Shelander donated to the set, actually. Which is, I mean, I feel like it's probably the most valuable thing in my possession right now. So we're just going to set that right back down and, and make sure that we lock the door. Um, I love it. That probably came from the Clash of Champions when they opened the Matthew Net Arena. I believe that it did. Uh, he he did tell us the story, and so he said he told me he's like, "We have to get a tennis ball on your desk. I've got the perfect one." And I thought, it, you know, Eric, it's gonna be a tennis ball with an O on it, and, and he and he brings that. And I'm like, yeah, Coach, this is so, Coach Shelander, if you're watching, thank you, sir. We uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, we'll try our best not to, to mess it up. Because, I, Eric, I got to say, I was surprised it wasn't in a glass case when Coach Shelander brought it in. You know, it wasn't like in a nice display you, case. You you might want to invest in one of those $3 plastic cases <laughs> and, and get that thing properly displayed, Joey. I think, uh, I think you're right. I, uh, I absolutely think that you're right. Well, Eric, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know that there are some challenges ahead, and thanks for what you do. Thanks for what you do for the Ducks, keeping student-athletes safe. And I guess just wanted to end with anything else you'd like to highlight, Eric. I have a lot, lot going on, obviously, and just anything that you wanted to, to have fans here. No, I think the biggest thing is, you know, when, when all this happened, you know, our momentum was so strong. You know, we, we're, we're, we're in the midst of history as an athletic program with – um, you know, the Pac-12 championships and football and men's and women's basketball and our hopes to to go on and, and win the trophy, certainly in, in women's and men's basketball and uh, the, the momentum we've got going with, with softball and baseball in the spring and, and track with Hayward Field. So great things are happening. And, and I know there's been a lot of challenges and a lot of negativity. You know, we just need to all continue to pull together and keep moving forward and 
you know, we're going to come out of this stronger than ever. And, you know, we're all proud to be Ducks. I remember uh, we weren't – it wasn't too long ago that we were talking about how the, the football team, the men's basketball team, and the women's basketball team went undefeated at home. Um, that's a lot of momentum. I'll take it. Uh, so here's to uh, <laughs> everybody doing all our part so that we can get back to those home events. I think we're all in it for that. Eric Rodell, I thank you for your time, sir, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Joey. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you, sir. Eric Rodell, Deputy Athletic Director, brought to you by Pepsi and locally owned Bigfoot Beverages. Go Ducks. Drink Pepsi. Uh, We're going to get a quick timeout. When we come back, the best of Thomas Graham Jr. in his career with the Ducks as he is headed to the NFL. More coming up. Duck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This football season, prepare your taste buds for the most iconic sports-watching drink of all time, Pepsi. With refreshing deliciousness specially formulated to keep your eye on the ball and mouth-watering fizziness to help you power through game day, Pepsi has everything you need to start strong. I used to care when Mike chaired so hard he's built nacho cheese on my carpet, but thanks to Pepsi, even Mike can't ruin my football party. So this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink made for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. You're listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold day. Football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. Uh, we've got a lot to tell you about, um, including Thomas Graham Jr. So, man, he's great, first of all. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for Thomas Graham Jr., both on the field and off the field. Um, he posted a very nice tribute, as we've seen, from Diamond Lenore and also from Penny Sewell. Uh, Thomas Graham Jr., he said, hashtag Duck Nation. I was excited to return to the University of Oregon for my senior season. My plan was to leave it all on the field with my brothers one last time and bring home the national championship. 
And he continued to say that, unfortunately, it's just not going to go that way with the pandemic. So he has decided to forego his final year of eligibility and declare for the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, he wanted to thank his loved ones for unconditional support. Uh, also, Coach Taggart for bringing him to the University of Oregon. Uh, I thought that that was cool that he said that to Coach Taggart. Obviously, that relationship didn't end as well as we all would have liked at Oregon. But I think Coach Cristobal has done a pretty darn good job. And we're pretty darn happy that Coach Cristobal is here. Uh, and that's cool. He went on to thank all of the different coaches that have helped him. You can read his entire statement by following him on Twitter at underscore TG4 underscore underscore on Twitter. Thomas Graham, once a duck, always a duck. And good luck in the NFL to Thomas Graham. Mario Cristobal tweeted, thank you for helping the Ducks become champions. Again, attack the opportunity. This is pretty cool. Um, just looking at, at the career of Thomas Graham Jr., he had eight interceptions, was very, very talented, pretty much started every game in his career for Oregon. Almost. And the most passes broken up in the last 15 years in the Pac-12, listen to this list. Um, number 42 on the list, or 42 I should say on the list, number one, Arian Springs actually has broken up more passes than anybody in the last 15 years in Pac-12 competition. Uh, but you go down the list just a little bit to number four, 32, Thomas Graham Jr., fourth most pass breakups in the Pac-12 in the last 15 years. So imagine what he would have done with that senior season. He might have broken Arian Springs' record for pass breakups in a career in the last 15 years. Pretty impressive uh, what he was able to do, and I wish Thomas Graham Jr. nothing but the best. You know, he was on the coaches' show this last fall, and I, I thought, yeah, it's good to go back and, and listen to a little bit of what Thomas Graham Jr. had to say. This is from the coaches' show last fall when I was talking with Thomas Graham Jr. Let's go back in time a little bit. What advice would you give to 17-year-old Thomas Graham? Ooh. I'll tell 17-year-old Thomas Graham to, one, focus on little things. Take as much as you can from the dudes before you. And then be, like, take take every moment in because it goes by way faster than you think. That's good advice. Why would you pick Oregon? Uh, main reason why I picked Oregon was I wanted to help uh, change a program. That's something that I always wanted to do. Um they were on a downfall that year. They went 4-8. and eight. Um, And then also, I wanted to be part of the class that helped change it, um, recruiting class, the class that was already there. And we were that recruiting class. And then the, the crazy thing about the whole thing of me coming to Oregon is, is I wasn't – I was about to commit, I want to say, two weeks out. And I want to say a week before I committed, I got in a car accident. And then J-Red's parents was there. He helped me. And then – J-Red's dad, it was when Coach T first got hired, he was just like, um, let Coach T come to the house. And we were just like, ah, we don't know if we, like, kind of, I got a week left. And then he was just like, my dad was just like, you know, since you help my son out right now, I'll do you a favor. You did me a favor. So uh, Mr. Red deserves a lot of credit for me, me coming to Oregon, help make one of the best decisions for me. Mr. Red, we thank you from every duck everywhere. We thank you. Thanks for that. We appreciate it. We really appreciate it. You picked Oregon over some big-time programs, too, uh, which I think is worth pointing out. I always look at the, the list. You can always see it on GoDucks.com. There, there's about, oh, 30 or so schools that Thomas picked Oregon over. So, again, hey, thanks, Mr. Red. Yeah, that was pretty cool, huh? Uh, so, so Jalen Red, uh, we owe that. We owe Thomas Graham to, to, to Jalen Red, and and the cool thing I think with that story too, how much did they make each other better as a result of that? Defending each other in practice. I mean, 
I thought that was cool. So that was Thomas Graham Jr. from the Coaches Show. And, Thomas, we wish you nothing but the best in the NFL, my friend. That's going to be uh, cool to watch, another pro duck in the NFL. Uh, coming up, our Slocum Center Minute with Jerry Allen. Also, uh, Emma and Katie Keogh with Coach Keenan Wan, our latest acrobatics and tumbling student-athlete question and answer. But first, uh, Jerry Allen with our Slocum Center Minute for this week, talking about the importance of injections and how you can do it safely, especially uh, with all those different things going on now. It's important to keep track of what your doctor is telling you. Doug Insider returns after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome to the Slocum Center Minute. Slocum Center physicians are located here in Eugene and are the orthopedic team physicians for your beloved Oregon Ducks. Dr. Lisa Pomeranke, a non-surgical sports medicine physician at Slocum Center for Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, is with us today and talks about sports injuries. Doctor, what is the role of injections in sports medicine today? Well, the most common type of injection performed is actually a cortisone injection. The cortisone is a powerful anti-inflammatory, and it's usually mixed with some numbing medication. Sometimes we inject just numbing medication alone as a diagnostic tool. It can be difficult to determine where pain is coming from at times. So if we inject numbing medicine in an area that we think the pain is coming from and this temporarily improves the pain, that tells us we're on the right track. The new injections that a lot of people are hearing about in the news are called PRP or platelet-rich plasma. Blood is drawn from the patient and spun in a centrifuge to get a concentration of platelets and healing chemicals in cells. Although there may be promise for helping with tendon repair and other injuries, these injections require further study to prove their efficacy. Doctor, how do you determine which athletes are candidates for injections? The most common reason I use injections for sports-related injuries and pain would be related to what we call tenosynovitis. This is inflammation of the lubricating sheath around the tendons. This inflammation creates friction that produces pain and motion limitation for our athletes. I see this most commonly in tennis players and golf. This usually occurs on the pinky finger side of the wrist in these athletes. In this case, injection is a cure and not a Band-Aid. We are careful to choose the right patients and right injuries for injection so further injury does not occur. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Lisa Pomeranke. Tune in next week to learn more about youth throwing injuries and prevention tips from Dr. Michael Keister. That was the Slocum Center Minute brought to you by Slocum Center Orthopedic Team Physicians for University of Oregon Athletics since 19. 67. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Mountain Dew Zero Sugar presents an original that's now maybe even better. Mary had a little lamb. Mary had a bottle of Mountain Dew Zero Sugar with the same refreshing taste as the original but with zero sugar. Same refreshing taste as the original but with zero sugar. Same refreshing taste as the original but with zero sugar. Mary had a bottle of Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. That's taste was as good as the original, maybe even better. Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. As good as the original, maybe even better. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that 
thing. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Duck Insider, presented by Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. Uh, earlier this week, and we didn't get a chance to play it for you, Keenan Wan, Oregon Acrobatics Tumbling head coach, continued their Instagram series at Oregon Acro Tum, talking with different student athletes. Uh, well, this time, Emma and Katie Keo, two incoming freshmen, a pair of twins, actually, who you'll see some similarities and some stark differences which I feel like describes most sets of twins that I've ever met. Uh, Keenan Wan, though, doing a great job continuing this mini-series from Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling. You can always find it on Instagram, at Oregon Acro Tum. Uh, Emma and Katie Keough with head coach Keenan Wan getting to know a pair of freshmen. Hello, Duck fans. Welcome to another episode of our Q&A with the Ducks. We are starting off week three. I hope everyone had an awesome, awesome holiday weekend. Um, today, we are fortunate enough to not have only one, but two incoming Ducks with us today. We have the Keo twins that are going to join us, Emma and Katie. Hello, Hi. girls. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I love the matching shirts. We had to. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we're going to just jump right in. I told them we got double the trouble today. Two of you guys answering the question. So um, just tell us a little bit about where you guys are from, a little bit about your family, um, and just about your background. So we're from New Jersey. It's like the Jersey Shore. We're kind of near the beach, and we're like an hour from the city. And it's just us two, and we live with our parents and our dog. <laughs> um, Can't forget yeah. the doggo. <laughs> close and we have a small close family and we just I don't know that's pretty much it <laughs> I love it I love it so tell us a little bit about your guys athletic background prior to acrobatics and tumbling so when we were really little we tried out like a bunch of sports and then when we were like three years old my mom brought us to a mommy gymnastics class and we just like instantly loved like throwing ourselves around and we would like compete with each other and then we just ended up loving it so we just started competing all the time and, I don't know, just yeah. traveling and we, doing everything. So we ended up both doing competitive gymnastics for 12 years, and we were both on level 9 and 10, which are, like, the highest levels in USAG, and, yeah. Awesome. I see Mom is on here and joined, and we also have alumni from Jersey, TJ. Going to shout you out, Tej, coming <laughs> from Jersey as well. Um, so tell us about how you guys heard about acrobatics and tumbling. Well, we actually heard from TJ. Yeah, <laughs> that we saw now we were like what the heck is that she like, would come no to idea. practice and be doing like all these cool passes yeah and we, we would just like, like watch her and be like what is she doing and then sierra who's going to be a senior on the team joined and we were super close with her and she came home after like her first time going out she came home around christmas and she like 
couldn't say enough good things about it. And I was like, what is, what is this sport? Like, she was like, it's so much fun. Like, so I looked into it and then Kate so sat on like college gymnastics, like we both were. And then I was like, this looks yeah, so fun. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And we have to kind of tell them a little bit, but you guys came on different visits and different times and kind of got into the route of acrobatics and tumbling at kind of a different timeline. So that's yeah. awesome. Emma, I feel like you and Sierra could pass as sisters as well. <laughs> I'm sure everyone on the team is going to say that too. So I know you guys haven't competed in a meet yet, but you did get to watch one. So what is your favorite event? Um, I think it was definitely the team event from the meet that we went to. It literally came down to just the team event to win. And I think just like seeing everyone come together on the mat and like even people on the side, like they were cheering them on. And I think like, that just shows how close the team is and like how everyone can come together and yeah i loved the team event but i think my favorite had to be the tumbling just because i loved like synchro passes and the individual passes they were so cool to watch because it's so different from gymnastics and on the dead mat it's like crazy how everyone can do such amazing passes so i loved watching them. yeah awesome and you guys were at our last meet of the season Mm -hmm. yes. Well, what ended up being the last meet of the season. Yeah. So I'm glad you guys came out when you did. That was an awesome meet against Quinnipiac. But like you said, Katie, it was definitely a close one down to the end there. Um, but I super fun atmosphere in Matthew Knight Arena. So what are you guys most looking forward to being a student athlete at Oregon? I think just all the support you get academically, athletically, like everyone's just pushing you to succeed. So I feel like you just want to be like the best version of yourself when you're there. So I think I was excited for that. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think like all of the um, things we have for to set up for success is like why we love Oregon so much. Yeah. Like everyone's just so nice and like definitely being at a school far away from home, but it feels like home. So yeah, that's what we like to have it. I love it. I love it. So like I said, you guys kind of came on different visits at different times, but what was the favorite part of your recruiting visit for both of you guys? Um. Well, I was technically on like both visits, I guess. So when I went out without her, I loved like the football game so much. It was so fun because I felt like I was actually a student there. For and sure. it was a experience to be on the field and everything. And like that whole day we did the photo shoot and it's just like such a cool experience. I've never had like so much fun. I think my favorite part the Jaqua and getting a tour of the Jaqua because Emma, cool. when Emma came home, she was like, you have no idea. <laughs> like she was like, she was, she was telling me all about the campus. And then like when I went, it was even better than she explained it. Like, I love it. I love it. The Jaguar is everybody's favorite, the big glass box on <laughs> campus. Um, so what are you guys most excited for being a part of a large team? I know you've kind of come from gymnastics and it's been a lot smaller of a roster, but what is the most excited thing? We both, we were just talking about this before, like just being so individually motivated. I think having a big team can definitely make you succeed more and like allow you to expand your friendships and just be a part of someone a bunch of people that support you yeah like a bunch of sisters I think it'll just be like a really good change because I'm gonna want to do like my part to help out the team like it's not just about me it's gonna be fun to just do things for everyone that is I think the coolest transition for a gymnast is just kind of being a part of that bigger roster it's Everyone. a lot, but it's super exciting. Like, so much fun. And I think we'll definitely make like, different friends. Like, we'll have, like, our own group. 
maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so kind of switching over into the academic side of things, you guys mentioned the JQA, but tell us about both of your intended majors and what is the career dream goals? Okay, they're very different. Just gonna... I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm majoring in human physiology, and I definitely want to do something with like sports medicine, maybe. Um, my dream job would probably be like a surgeon, but that's a push with a lot of school, but maybe like athletic training or something like that. Definitely staying in the sports world. I love it. I love it. Major is going to be something with like journalism and marketing, like just things like that. I'm not sure, but my dream job <laughs> is to be a talk show host for sure. I love it, Emma. <laughs> Both of you guys. And I love that it's so opposite, but totally matches your personalities, I feel like. Yeah. So um, a little bit about campus. Both of you guys got to go on campus tours. What was your favorite thing about Oregon's campus while you were here? Um, My favorite part was that it's such a big school, but when you're on campus, it does not feel like that. Like you feel yeah. like, like, okay, like you can literally walk the entire campus. And I love that it's so easy to get places. You can like enjoy like the scenery of everything. Like I've never seen so much green and like, it yeah. was amazing. I would just walk the campus for fun. <laughs> I think definitely, well, I feel like the Matthew Knight Arena and the Jake Club, but I think just having like a different view of everything, because we're near the beach it's like not green there's no mountains like <laughs> and it was like the first time I saw mountains I think <laughs> but like it's so different and you can just look out your window and picture now it's beautiful right now we have some crazy fires going on in Oregon so it is an orange ashy sky unfortunately so sending some prayers to everybody fighting the fires I know there's a ton going on in the west coast over here um but with that kind of changing again into the next gears i know you guys are both from jersey but what is our favorite food to eat sushi for sure i love it <laughs> i think we even got sushi while well, you guys were here right <laughs> so and we were on the visit we got like the amazing mexican we're not picky i literally eat everything like mexican food yeah but definitely like, italian food but sushi is like we could one. order sushi sushi every night <laughs> My mom gets so mad. She's like, you can't have sushi again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, what do you guys like to do in your free time? We're both kind of different. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like draw and stuff like that, which is like a little different. And we like to spend time with our friends. Yeah, we pretty much hang out with our friends. And in the summer, we're at the beach like all the time. Um, but Katie and like, I definitely love to stay home and like, Katie will be like, all right, let's go, let's go. Like, let's go shopping. Like, <laughs> so it's Emma and Katie Keogh, uh, that's pretty funny. Getting to know two incoming freshmen. Uh, you can tell that they're going to have a lot of fun. And Emma said she wants to be a talk show host. She can have this job, right? She'd do this job and you can tell the personality. She'd do it well. I I've loved these interviews. A uh, little different, obviously, you know, getting to know them off the mat and away from from just acrobatics and tumbling, I think it's been a great thing that Oregon Acrobatics and Tumbling has done. So I tip my cap again to Keena Wan and, and Taylor Galvin, the assistant coach, who did an interview today, and we'll have that for you on the show tomorrow. Uh, coming up, Satu Sabali balled out last night. Our case for Satu to be the rookie of the year. Also some other products news, uh, including a couple in golf today. That's next as we finish up Duck Insider after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. 
So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a Teenager, Learning the Lingo. Jelly, jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org, brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pull me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Today's show brought to you by North Fork Public House. Open for dine-in and takeout, NorthForkEugene.com. Satu Sabali balled out yet again last night. Uh, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, the hashtag is out there, Satu R-O-Y, Rookie of the Year. Uh, she leads all rookies with 7.8 rebounds per game, third among rookies with nearly 14 points per game, five double-doubles, three games of 20 points or more, and she's one of only nine NBA players, I should say WNBA players, averaging 13-plus points per game and seven rebounds per game. But to be honest with you, there's never many NBA guys that are doing that either. Uh, so Satu Savali, I think she's the Rookie of the Year. But I'm a Duck fan. Could be Ruthie Ebert. Could have been Sabrina Inescu, but it's Satu Sabli. Uh, Tyler Anderson threw six scoreless for the Giants last night. Giants are the top wildcard team now. Very happy to hear that. Uh, and the products calendar ahead of you, Aaron Wise and Wyndham Clark are at the Safeway Open. They'll tee off at the PGA Tour this afternoon. We'll stay up to date on that over the course of the next few days. And Caroline Inglis will tee it up at the LPGA ANA Inspiration Open today at 1233. So that means that she is already underway if you're live with us uh, approaching the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, she's down in California, so go get him, Caroline. Uh, she did really well out in Scotland, uh, part of the Open in Scotland. And Caroline Inglis now continuing uh, – her strong season. Dealt with some injury, Caroline did, and now rolling and firing on all cylinders. So we've got some products in action on the golf front. And, of course, the NFL is back tonight. The Chiefs, of course they'd be opening night, right? I mean, 
That that makes sense. That's probably just smart schedule. I could have made that schedule for the NFL. And I'm bad at schedule making. Um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a hard thing to do, Scott. Scott's laughing at me because he knows I'm such a planner. Well, I'm just saying you're a planner. So. But, like, that sounds difficult, trying to figure out where to put all the different. You put your top guy right up there. First yeah, game. I mean, but figuring out, like, where to put everybody, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, either way. Great show today. Uh, Eric Rodell, I thought that was great. Uh, kind of a sobering conversation, but but I think a good one as well. Just give you a little bit of an idea of what's happening behind the scenes in Oregon Athletics. And Thomas Graham Jr., wishing you the best in the NFL. And to Emma and Katie Keough, uh, you guys are going to be on the show live at some point. Uh, Keenan Wan did a great job talking with the latest uh, acrobatics and tumbling student-athletes. Tomorrow on the show, we're talking with Jess Harley. You will not want to miss it. See you then. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text. And for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Everybody buckle up. Buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we go to the store? Buckle up. Everybody buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but you're in control. So only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.